This has been an absolute incredible experience that we have all had going through this psychedelic journey from all of our guests learning the education and the experiences from each psychedelic compound component chemical and its construct what it can do how it can help and more importantly what did we learn So be sure to check out the entire Season 4 of Lost in the Groove, the psychedelic journey on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and many, many other platforms. To start things off this season, we had Henry that came on. And just like we knew it, he actually had an experience with LSD. So we have a little clip of a memory from the first episode of Psychedelic Journey LSD with Henry. Enough, you have an experience with psychedelics. So we're doing a whole season about this. Why not bring you on? So thank you so much for coming on, man. Thanks for having me on. Without further ado, we want to kick things off with our magic, the LSD trippin' lovin'. Alice in Wonderland Fun LSD. Uh, that was a that was an incredible episode. Do you remember the one we did with LSD? I don't actually. I don't. Uh, I don't recall it. Um, maybe vaguely. Did we have a guest for that one? Yeah. Who was it? Henry. Henry. Oh yeah, yes. Henry's, Henry's a, an interesting guy, man. Uh, yeah. And he's he's he definitely had some great experiences to share with uh, with us. During the podcast, the fellow brother, you know, he's a likable guy for sure. Um, seems really, really nice. It's surprising to see how how much he travels around or has to move around from place to place. Um, but LSD was something that I like. I don't have experience with, so to hear yours and to hear his. And then obviously scouring the internet, seeing like what people are saying, the, uh, it is still, I think I'm, you know, the jury's still out on this. I don't know how much of a positive impact it can have for people, but I think, I think LSD is more of a creative palette more than anything else. You know, it's kind of like some people like, to do watercolor, some people like oil paint, other people just like acrylics, and then you have those people that just like to stick with inks. That's what LSD is. It's not a work for all. It's it's kind of like you either like it or you don't. I guess I'll have to try to decide and like lose on twelve hours out of my day. Maybe see if there's a way to microdose it, you know, take like a a quarter tab. I mean, man, the way that you're going, I seriously, like maybe it would be a good idea to have just like 12 hours to just be in a creative brainstorm. Maybe it'd be good for you. Just a little bit of a break. Maybe you gotta, you gotta slow down just a little bit. I think that's kind of valuable. No, no slowing slowing down. No, no. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I mean, I mean like, you know, slow down for just. Just think over. Think over about 
what he can do for you. And, you know, patience is, patience is a virtue. I mean, sometimes that everything comes quickly. Sometimes you got to just, you got to give it the 12 hours for it to do its job. Well, don't ask what your LSD can do for you, but instead ask what you can do for your LSD. Yeah. So a beautiful quote from John F. Kennedy when he was with Marilyn Monroe. Anyway, moving on. For ketamine, we had Eli Nervat that came on, and she not only explained how a tranquilizer became a party drug, but more importantly, how it affected mental health. So with that, we have a small little clip from that episode of Eli giving us an explanation. So ketamine is a, um, it, it is a, it's a tranquilizer, it's an animal tranquilizer that is um, initially that somehow became a party drug. Um, the next one we did was ketamine. Uh, oh. Yeah, that was with uh, Eli. Straight Eli's from- really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, incredible really, artist. I, I, st- I still feel bad that we lost that original um, uh, oh audio. God. Yeah, uh, uh, because when- of the Israeli, you know, the riverside, they screw, they screw in the ass, you know. They make such problem. Yeah. I can make that accent because <laughs> really I lived in Israel and I have Israeli family. So just saying, I know the accent. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It totally fucked things up. Uh, but I feel like the original, the original was really good. But she's really an interesting person, man. Um, she had a great perspective, a lot of history and background um, experiences with these things. She, I feel like she did a great job kind of uh, guiding us through ketamine and what that was like. Um, also, just the, the background she has on like what she was describing, being that she's from entertainment, she has seen many people kind of just change over time. What was it that she said? She said, I know people that uh, had families and just one day had these experiences and decided like, yeah, this isn't for me. I'm actually gay. And they leave their families and start a whole new life entirely. Well, that no, was you, the, can, you can go ahead. That was a whole thing she was saying about ketamine is the fact that like it can actually mentally help people that are dealing with mental disabilities like people are suffering from PTSD and are dealing with severe anxiety and depression, it's because we we as humans, we have our brain stops because it knows if it goes any further, you're, that that's it. Like it, you're going to get yourself fucked up. So your brain automatically has those barriers. What she was saying was with ketamine, it's weird. You eliminate those barriers, but in a healthy, productive way, you allow the healing process to start. Dr. David. (laughs) Dr. David. Well, it's Dave, but thank you. Um, And I am not a doctor. Dr. Dave. Are we now doing Russian? Russian Russian. KGB? (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Dave. Davo. Davo. All right. My name is Dr. Davo. I'm, I'm, are you making this up or this is from a movie? No, I, I have no idea. I've had a long day. And yes. so, yeah, my brain is a little mushy. 
It's a little mushy mush. With DMT, we had Mike, who actually had an incredible experience with DMT and also decided to share with us about his funk. Let's take a listen, shall we? I don't know if you want that funk, though. (laughs) I hear from my wife, it ain't that great. I tell her, that's the smell of hard work. (laughs) Uh, The next one that we covered was DMT. Oh, that's that's a fun one for all it's, of you that missed on on that episode. Oh, you definitely, go, go definitely check, check it, out. it out. Oh, yes, it's a and, great episode. Uh, a lot of a lot of info in there. I mean, hello. I mean, we got Mike over here. That's actually a user of DMT. We use it quite some time. Uh, we actually went over the experience as well, and. We talked about a little uh, conspiracy with Joe Rogan and uh, a guest he brought on about DMT experience. So we're not going to spill any of the details over here. We're going to be a bunch of assholes and make you guys watch it. So, yeah, definitely watch it for fucking sake. Yeah, go ahead and stop watching this. Press the pause button and go listen to episode four. Does DMT help depression? Yeah, that's an interesting question, though. Like we did answer, we did answer, you know, we did ask that question, but um, but I think, yeah, but I mean, like as I as I think back on it, I, I, I you know think about like could it do that, and how effective was it? I found it really, really amazing. I guess that's actually the number one question on Google for DMT. Oh yeah, like Google mm-hmm. Trends. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Can't help depression. I mean. Anyone, I feel like any one of these psychedelics could do that. Not necessarily. Not, no. I think LSD would make depression worse. Yeah, I guess it depends on where you're at, but so can, so can DMT, you know. Depends how you use it. No, or just depends on, like, your intention of, I like, think, how you want to use it. I think the most incredible thing was when you were discussing the experience and explaining that DMT – creates these shapes these elusive shapes that morph and change and you kind of like float through it like you're going through an abyss deep deep abyss. I don't know if it yeah like I don't know if I would say it changes but it definitely is uh really beautiful uh Yeah, like every time, you know, every time I've experienced it, it doesn't necessarily change. It's just, it's always the same structures. But they don't move. Geometry. They just stay yeah, still. They're, yeah. yeah. Like they're, they pulsate and something of that sort. It's really cool. You guys should go check out that episode. Yeah. You know, pause this bonus episode. And go yeah. check out that, you know, if you want to learn more about DMT. I mean, yeah. the psychedelic revolution has just begun. I mean, it yep. is now accepted. And, you know, at the end of that podcast, we did a giveaway of some DMT. Ooh. I'm just kidding, of course. No, we didn't do that. No, I yeah, I mean, we we've been having <laughs> we've been having the NSA harassing us for weeks. So just mind us, we are a little bit exhausted from all of this. But uh yeah. Anyway. Moving on. <laughs> the NSA. <laughs> uh, 
Dude, we gotta be careful what we say. You know they're... Mike being Mike, when he came to ayahuasca and our learning and teaching, decided to be a teacher and say, as short as I may be, I am growing. In which direction? We have no idea. But let's take a little sneak peek to that clip. That's good, though. You're growing, man. Our, da our David is getting which, older. Which way? <laughs> Next one was ayahuasca. Ooh. Yeah. That was the one that we uh, we brought on Nessie. Do you remember? Yeah. Yeah, he's a super smart guy, though. It's too bad we lost him halfway through, but he's a really smart dude. Yeah, and he lives in a lighthouse. Well, that never came up. That piece of detail would have been cool to know. Yeah, he said what? it many times. What lighthouse? He lives in a lighthouse. Like on the coast somewhere? No, I don't know. But I, as, as far as I know, he told me he lives in a lighthouse. I said lighthouse as in being like there's there's the giant dick and at the top of it, there's the spinning light. And he's like, yeah. Wow. How did I miss that? I don't that know. It must have been something that just went over my head. I didn't even hear that. Part. I mean, for Christ's sakes, we're stoned like, for it. We're stoned for every single episode. The fact that we're still fucking functioning is a miracle. I mean, Jesus must love the both of us. He must. Yeah, he has to. I mean, for Christ's sakes. But I think the coolest thing that we gained from that experience was just how old ayahuasca is. How it's been used for so Fucking long. Oh, my God. Oh, so long. Yeah, then you, you, start, me. you start yawning and start drooling and dripping, right. oozing everywhere. So much. So old. You're not that old. You know? No, ayahuasca is old. Yeah. Man, what are you talking about, bro? I got like, like 50 years to go, man. 50 years of life. I got 30. Of things to achieve and shit to experience. Okay, now I only have 25. It's getting less and less. <laughs> What's the deal, man? I don't know, man. You gotta ask the shamans and the spirit gods. But that was a really great episode, and, and if anyone is really interested in learning the experience and how so many tribes, they create rituals around it that's been going on for thousands of years... Definitely learn a little bit more. Check out Ayahuasca. Oh, yeah. Or. Yes. Like, yeah, check out those episodes or stick around for uh, for one of our next seasons. Yes, which, which will be a mini series. We all know that we are weird. We're hippies and we have times where we can be out of the world. But. Mike, being Mike, decided to talk about penis envy in regards to shrooms. Large, very large penis mushrooms. So, I've seen these penis envy mushrooms before, man. And they're massive. Fun episode of psilocybin, or aka magic mushrooms. 
or as the Colorado people and California people like to call it, shrooms. Uh, we brought on Henry for two incredible episodes, and we learned some really cool things. So, uh, Mike, uh, just to refresh our memory, there was talk Please about so. uh, a, a mushroom growing in a closet, and it was depicted as being a penis. Large, very large penis. A penis mushroom. May have been, it may have been the strained penis, Henry. Because it was so large. I had seen one of those. Um, Yeah, somebody was trying to sell it to me. I was like, yeah, man, I'll just, I'll take the chocolates instead. The thing was massive. Um, Too too, too big. I wasn't, yeah. Ah. Just too big. You'd have, you have to chop it up and, you know, figure out how you want to eat this damn thing. Chocolates (laughs) were so much easier. (laughs) I think, I think, I think the guy was disappointed because he's like, fuck, I, I wanted the chocolates. I wanted, to, I wanted to sell you the penis envy, bro. Come on, bro. <laughs> so if if nobody's if you're not following along, uh, we had uh, Henry. He actually grew ma- uh, magic mushrooms in his closet, and they were humongous. And according to him, they were extremely potent. So we learned a lot. <laughs> we learned a lot about mushrooms. <laughs> So when it comes to shrooms, we can sometimes be a little bit weird. Again, we're both hippies. A lot of times we're mostly stoned. But hey, weird is the cool thing now, right kids? Let's take a little listen to that clip, shall we? Get a little frisky, so make sure you got your tissues and moisturizers ready. About to discover the world of ish shrooms. So without further ado, (laughs) yes. Uh, Through the two episodes, uh, experience... Uh, learning, becoming good Christians, and of course, opening ourselves up to our Lord and Savior. I'm sorry, I yeah, um, gone off track. Uh, going back to mushrooms. So, I I think the greatest experience I took out of all of this is where he was explaining that each experience was unique in its own self, right? I think, but that could very well be because of. Uh the various different insights he may have gained. Like it's, it's unique if, you know, you have the intention to, to go into each experience trying to gain something new or learn something new about yourself. But like, if you just use shrooms without expectation or without any uh, thorough intention of its use, I mean, it's, there's, nothing necessarily unique or interesting about each time you do it. It's just pleasant. It's fun. Lots of laughter, maybe some self-reflection. Very enjoyable if you're into that kind of thing. But here's the flip side of that. Like if you use it for medicinal purposes, it can be pretty unique each time you do it. If you're addressing traumas and things, it's, yeah, they can be vastly different from one another. And you can make some incredible breakthroughs for sure. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I guess in a similar sense, even some of the other psychedelics we've talked about could be said that they're, they could be similar, but they could also be vastly different yeah. depending on how you want to use it. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, for the sake of like where we are as a society, 
the psilocybin is probably going to be the most accessible. I've been uh, I've been spending some time investing in companies who are like developing novel uh, like methods for psilocybin. I'm very excited to see where that goes. The more successful they become at solving some of these human problems that we have, yeah. these uh, humanly created problems, um, the wealthier I'll become. So hey hey. <laughs> <laughs> Rituals get entwined with psychedelics? Such a great question. Well, we learned about that in the episode about peyote. So we have a little clip, a little snippet uh, that we had from that episode. So let's take a listen, shall we? Doing these rituals uh, with their tribes and with groups. You know, rituals, yeah, the rituals is one thing, right? Like, why the psychedelics? I think also a a great a great end was the fact that we covered peyote. You know, peyote is also one of those which is a compound and a plant that was ridiculed and criticized because it was associated with the um the indigenous people. And it was crucified because of that. And We've learned and understood that there's so much more, so much more to learn and experience from these plants. You got to remember, like a lot of these psychedelics, they're plants. They fucking grow in the dirt, and we eat them. Yeah, we I mean, crush them up and we fucking eat them. And they, there's a lot of things that just grow that eventually get turned into like pharmaceutical drugs, where they find things they want to use or components of a plant much of everything is natural i think uh that would probably be that would probably be or make the most sense you know right off the coast here in california right right where i'm at by the coast there's this uh there's this research lab and the reason why they chose that location to have their headquarters was because of the vast ecosystem of the mountains that and the plants that are there. Um, it gave them direct access to a lot of a lot of those resources to just experiment on. So it's kind of cool. Huh. I, and I think also like, you know, we were talking about, um, you know, I, for example, had an experience peyote and you guys can definitely listen to to that episode it was very in-depth and detailed we kind of went over it uh but you know the one thing i can say is experience i mean we as humans tend to forget one of the biggest reasons of living which is experience we can't achieve we can't grow we can't do anything unless we have that experience some experiences are beneficial, some are not. Depends. But, you know, like you were saying, it's we have such an incredible world. So many things to learn. And I mean, for fucking Christ's sakes, we got a whole ocean we barely even know anything about. You know, there could be psychedelics growing in the ocean. There could be uh, a yeah, sea I mean, version. There, there probably is. Remember we talked about uh, somewhere in the season, I think we discussed this. Maybe it was with Henry, but... Uh, dolphins like to chew on puffer fish because it gets them it gets them high, man. 
Yeah. The po- the poisons from the puffer fish. Uh, they like they chew on the puffer fish and then they get stoned and then roll on their back, and just kind of drift through the water. Fucking they, dolphins, man. Yeah, motherfuckers. Yeah. Who, who knew that they even that there would be such a such a thing they they can experience. Right. So, like, how much consciousness does a dolphin have? <laughs> that it knows it wants to it knows it's like you know it's time to get a little stoned so and, uh, I think with that you know what we had a really incredible season uh, we went into depth and guys definitely check out the season you know we went through each one we had some guests that came on it was a lot of fun and be sure to check out our new season uh, we're going to be doing a two part mini series one covering LGBTQ and the other one covering Native American tribes, uh, which are going to be pretty much with guests. And we are extremely excited to bring this to you guys. So with that, have a great week. Be nice to your wife and kids. We love you. <laughs>